1: welcome back folks here on big blue views audio lineup i'm joe DeLeo, joined by nick filato and chris flum for today's preview episode for the giants next matchup this sunday giants will be facing the dallas cowboys a game that was riddled with injuries and mistakes the first time that they played them this season we saw an appearance from mike glennon and a Moderately sized blowout from that first instance, and surprise, surprise, here we are again. Probably going to be Mike Glennon starting at quarterback. The Giants are also possibly going to be out of uh, a couple of guys because of COVID, COVID scares. Uh, right now, John Ross and Oshane Zimenez tested positive on Wednesday. Kadarius Tony tested positive on Sunday, and then also Andrew Thomas and Saquon Barkley uh, have been missing practice leading up to the week. So already eerily reminiscent of that first matchup, guys, where a bunch of players were unavailable, guys went out with injuries, no Daniel Jones, and it ended up being a bit of a, 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 bit of a mess for this, this Giants offense in particular. Um, and it seems like we're going to have the same thing with Mike Glennon stepping in for a, a third straight game.
2: Yeah, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great whatsoever. And the, and the one positive thing to take away from that first game was Kadarius Tony, who had like 10 catches for like 189 yards. And we're like, whoa, whoa, at least our first round pick is really starting to come into his own because he showed that the week prior against New Orleans. And then literally, not even through the first quarter of the very next game, he's injured and we've hardly seen him since. So that's just kind of a microcosm of the Giants' season so far.
3: Yeah, it really is. It's like the, the Giants take maybe half a step forward and about three steps back, uh, trip, step on a rake, and fall on their asses. That That's about the way their season has gone.
1: Yeah, and no, hopefully uh, Tony can be cleared and able to go from the COVID list. Hopefully he doesn't have any serious symptoms and it's just a positive test and he's available because that was really exciting to see. And I would assume that after all the injury problems, he's at least recovered on that end, but still uh, dealing with the COVID stuff, which is going to be ripping through the league over the probably next month or so, as we're starting to see a lot of positive tests pop up, especially in the NBA as well. Before we get into breaking down and talking about this Cowboys team, um, which is bounced back after a little bit of a rough stretch, one angle I just want to touch on is the quarterback deal. And we pretty much know that Glennon is going to start this game but for you guys at what point would you like to see Jake Fromm? Like is there a certain spot where you you have to be like okay, let's just put in Fromm, take out Glennon because we know that we have to
3: deal with Glennon at the start of the game. Uh oh, I say treat it like a preseason game, maybe give Glennon the first drive, maybe two drives and put Fromm in at the at start of the second quarter, definitely. Oh, you,
1: so you're half. you're saying just straight up like yeah, why treat not, it like a, a rotation.
3: Yeah, uh Unless the the Giants are actually competitive and have a chance to win this game, which, yeah, there's a slim chance of that happening, which we'll, we'll get to, I think, on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, if this game goes the way of the first one or the way of the Chargers game where the Giants are basically out of it by the end of the first half and there's a the, – the Cowboys have a 99% chance of winning put from in, even if he doesn't know the whole playbook at least see the things he does know see see if he can get through his reads or one read and throw the ball away you know whatever the offense is that he does know and just see what he's got at this point because really what do you have to lose we don't know what's going on with daniel jones's neck we don't know if this injury may as well be season ending even if it even if it wouldn't be season ending if the giants were in contention yeah you know, at this point you know if they, if they lose and go 4 and 10 uh, what point is there in bringing daniel jones back same thing with leonard williams and his elbow he he might be trying to go for this game to keep his active streak going but you know at, at what point do you just say just fold it and say okay let's see what the young guys have we're on to 2023
2: For me, in terms of Mike Glennon and and Jake Fromm, if if the offense is stagnant, like it's been for, it seems like, forever, then I think Jake Fromm deserves a chance once, and I say this, once I think the score is like a 21-7, to and it's obvious that Mike Glennon is not getting it done on the offensive side of the ball. But I do believe the Giants should probably give Glennon, and I know it's probably not warranted, but just given the entire – Situation that Jake Fromm just got here a couple weeks ago. He's still a young player in his own right. I mean, he was like the fourth string guy up in Buffalo. Mitch Trubisky was starting over him, so let's not treat Jake Fromm like he's John Elway or anything like right. that. But if the Giants, you know, find themselves in that thirty to seven situation like they did last week, put him in. See if he can take advantage of garbage time like Mike Lennon did against the Chargers.
1: the The big thing for me is I I just want to see what he's capable of doing. I, I just want him to be put out there so we can get a sense of it. It's experimentation mode here for the Giants. They're, they're not in a situation where they're competing for a playoff spot. They're not trying to um, put anything together on the field that is going to net crazy positive results. Maybe they keep this thing close. Maybe something crazy happens and the Cowboys are looking so far ahead that they end up keeping this game a lot closer than it should be. But if they're in the event that like you're talking about, Nick, put some of these young guys in, and I think Jake Fromm is is one of them who by strange circumstance, ends up on the Giants roster that they have to bring him up, just put him out there. Maybe he does some good stuff, and then you realize that you do have a quality young backup for whoever ends up being that next guy, if it is still Daniel Jones or if it's somebody else. It doesn't hurt to play around with some of these younger pieces um, that are on this team. And speaking of a, a young piece on this Cowboys team that has been truly dominant, Micah Parsons, who is... And this sounds crazy to say, but there is some truth to this in contention for not only defensive rookie of the year, but defensive player of the year for his impact that he has had for this Cowboys defense, nine and a half sacks. Uh, he has a crap ton of tackles and tackles for loss. He has been a menace for opposing teams uh, so far this year. And I think that that is going to be the guy that we're going to be the most keen on in this game because the Giants offensive line has just been so terrible
3: yeah the Micah Parsons is he is I, I think a menace is the perfect way to phrase it now I know he's getting compared to Lawrence Taylor and you know I, I don't think you can ever compare one player to a, a singular player like LT like Deion Sanders like uh Reggie White or yeah you know, or uh you know Dan Marino or one of these guys who is just or Tom Brady, you know to t- to take somebody you know from the current era. Yeah. these guys are singular, but Parsons is a special player, and it it's painful to say that about a Cowboy, but it's true. You know, you said nine and a half sacks. That's what he's gotten through the last six games. Yeah, you know, his he's got forty one pressures, total pressures right now. That's more than TJ Watt, who leads the league in sacks. And Parsons is doing that as a part-time pass rusher. He's also playing as an off-ball linebacker and dropping into coverage often enough and well enough that he's only get or he's only allowing just over 60% completions. Like he is playing well as an off-ball linebacker, like we all kind of thought he would in the draft process. You know, we we saw him make that transition from a defensive end edge coming out of high school to an off-ball linebacker at Penn State, but he's also showing it as a pass rusher, which you know we might not have seen if Demarcus Lawrence hadn't gotten hurt.
2: Yeah, credit to Dan Quinn. He's using him in such a variety of ways. He's using him on the edge. He's using him in uh, just A-gap plug blitzes. He's using him at on stunts, as penetrator as the looper, getting him more, I guess you could say free releases in on the quarterback. And he has that athletic ability to just absolutely annihilate interior offensive linemen on on a stunt whenever they want to incorporate the linebackers, which I feel like Quinn does quite often. And I just think of Billy Price and Will Hernandez and Matt Scura, they, they have struggled all season defending the stunt, defending the twist game, and it is not going to be fun because Dan Quinn is going to bring that against the Giants, and you have a statuesque Mike Glennon in the pocket. It's not going to be a good time, and Billy Price really struggles to pick these up. And I don't want to put it all on Price because those guards also are really sloppy with their transitions in that phase of the game, so <laughs> it will be a long day for the Giants offense, but you know what? They have a lot of long days this season, a ton yeah. of long days.
3: Uh, Yeah, it's been a long day's season, which is the worst Beatles song. But (laughs) you you talk about the stunts and twists. The scary thing for me, looking at the Cowboys defense, is that they've gotten healthier over the last two weeks. They got DeMarcus Lawrence back. We know what he's capable of defensive end. They got Randy Gregory back. We know what he's capable of you know now that he has finally lived up to his draft pedigree they still have oso digizua who is you know he was he was a problem for the giants the first time around with his explosiveness real you know fantastic leverage and you know unreasonably long arms for a guy his height and they also got neville gallimore back Mm. finally off of injury, and he is an athletic, explosive, agile defensive tackle. And the thing is, all of those guys, except for Odigazua, they all got sacks against a good Washington football team offensive line. This, I think, is suddenly really scary for the Giants. (laughs) And I want to throw
1: this in there. Bringing those guys back is definitely going to be problematic for what is we've talked about a a terrible offensive line in, in actually they're consistently bad. I can't say that they're inconsistent. They are consistently very, very bad on a week to week basis. Um, But the one thing I have to say is Mike Glennon, for the love of God in this game, please do not throw the ball at Trevon Diggs. You don't (laughs) need to see him get another interception. And we saw in back-to-back games, the decision to force the ball into these double, triple coverage situations and I get it. The guy just doesn't know what he's looking at half the time, apparently. But if you see number seven, do not throw the ball in that direction. And we know that if Kadarius Tony's out there, we saw him cook Travon Diggs a couple times running routes. I'm excited to see if that matchup ends up playing out again this weekend. But if there is tight coverage, please for the love of God, I do not need to see another Travon Diggs interception, especially because he tried to force it in his general direction. That's just the last
2: thing we need That and uh, something that I feel like Happens against the Cowboys every year A strip sack fumble for a touchdown
1: Ugh you totally just put that into the into the universe. That's totally that's going
2: to happen now. <laughs> it happened last year, right around Andrew Thomas in week five, and uh, Daniel Jones gets nailed, and it gets picked up, ran back for a touchdown. Now you have DeMarcus Lawrence. You throw in Micah Parsons into the equation, and Chris already named some of the other defensive players up front. Man, it's a, it's a very talented unit with one of the better defensive minds coordinating it. So, uh, man, I, I don't want to be so pessimistic here. I really don't, but like the Giants don't give us any other option.
3: Right. Yeah. Especially since their receivers really struggled to get any kind of separation from uh, pretty much anybody. I mean, uh, Kenny Galladay basically wore uh, Mike Davis, like a coat last week against the chargers or rather Mike Davis was draped all over Galladay, like a coat. Uh, Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Just let the game be boring for Trevin Diggs. He's already got nine interceptions. Mike Lennon does not need to help him break Night Train Lane's record of fourteen interceptions, which has stood since nineteen fifty two. Like we can let that record go for another year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Knowing good old Mike, he's probably going to end up contributing to that, though.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, flipping guys to the um, the other side of the football. This, uh, this Cowboys offense is dealing with some injuries and it's led to some problems over the past couple of weeks. Um, they haven't been as explosive, I think, as people have anticipated and expected. Dak has had a couple problems here and there and he hasn't been the same level of player that we maybe had hoped that he could capable of being, but he's still having a productive season. Looks like Tyron Smith is going to be out and then Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are, are both currently hurt. Don't know if both of them will be available for this game. And that then puts Corey Clement in as the, the possible next man up at that running back position. Chris, I, I, what is the likelihood? Is there any word on if, if Elliot or Pollard could play in this game? Yeah, uh,
2: Elliot. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Nick. Elliot's going to play. He already okay. practiced in full. And then Pollard, I think, was limited today, which suggests that he's going to come back from his torn plantar fascia, which Holy I've crap. had that injury similar to that. I've, I've had uh, plenty of plantar fascia strains on the bottom of my foot. And they're very, very painful to deal with, but you know, he'll probably be out there.
3: (laughs) Yep. uh, I'm I'm right there with you. I've, I've dealt with a lot of plantar fasciitis. It's one of those things where you get, you get out of bed, you walk, like you're about 900 years old and eventually (laughs) it, uh, it it kind it loosens up enough where you can move pretty much normally, but it it really is painful. (laughs) Pardon me. And yeah, I can definitely see missing a game because of a torn plantar fascia. But from what I understand, that is actually easier to get over than just uh, a strain or an inflamed plantar fascia.
1: So I want to touch base, though, on Dak, because I think that's definitely the the biggest headline here with this, this Cowboys offense. We've seen Dak not really play up to the level that we know he's capable of playing. He was hurt for a period of time. Um, they had to put in you know different people at that position in order to just get by without Dak. But it seems like him coming back, though, hasn't really gotten back to his normal level of play. So what are some of the things that you guys maybe have just noticed from glimpses of seeing Dak that are maybe holding him back and Giants maybe could take advantage of?
2: I think Dak is trying to do a little bit too much right now. I think if you remember back in the the beginning of the season, a lot of teams that were all, they were aligning in two high sets, which opened up the run game. And that's why Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard had so much success early on in the season. Now defenses are changing things up and you have three very talented wide receivers. And it looks like Dak is trying to force the football sometimes and not just taking what the defense gives him. And I don't know if that's going to be an issue against the New York Giants because the Giants are a team that, that kind of eliminate the bigger play and then leave the flats wide open, leave the stick route pretty open. And I think Dak Prescott, now that the news is kind of coming out, you have Jerry Jones suggesting on his radio spot that he is in a bit of a slump, will take what the defense is giving him. And that could work in the Giants' favor a little bit, but I still can imagine whenever the Giants align in man coverage, which they do very often in third and short situations, they're going to try to attack James Badbury deep just like they did in week five where C.D. Lamb caught that long touchdown pass. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it sucks for the Giants that Michael Gallup is back because he's one of the more underrated wide receivers in the National Football League. But overall, I think this is going to be a get-right spot for Dak, which is unfortunate. And I do like the Giants' defense, but this is a tough matchup.
3: Yeah, especially if Leonard Williams yes. doesn't play. Yeah, That could have been an area of uh, advantage for the Giants against the Dallas offense with Tyron Smith out, I believe he ag- aggravated an ankle injury. He was declared out on Monday or Tuesday. So th- that could have been an area where you know maybe the Giants forced Dak to have to start to roll out to use his legs, cut the field in half and that helps them, helps the Giants that is in their coverage. But you know with the questions for the Giants in the secondary, don't know what is up with Dory Jackson uh Don't know what's up with Aaron Robinson. He was one of the players who was missing from practice on Wednesday. The Cowboys have so many receiving threats that it it really is difficult to to cover them all, especially when you start scraping the bottom of your depth chart. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone wants to see Jaron Williams, you know, a fellow UAlbany alum, but yeah, I'm not sure anybody really wants to see him covering Michael Gallup or CD Lamb. Uh, like you say, Nick, I, I think Dak is capable of being Dak again, even without Tyron Smith on the field.
1: Yeah, so certainly going to be a uh, a difficult matchup for the Giants as they're going to have yet another backup quarterback game going against the Dallas Cowboys, a uh, game where maybe the Giants could get a little bit of confidence back, but certainly going to be a difficult one to pull off of a victory. That's going to be it from us today, folks. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date uh, and also leave us a five-star review if you enjoy tuning in. We'll Talk to you soon, folks, and you'll hear from us after the game.